Hello and welcome to Music Maker San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music, from solo artists to duos and songwriting band members, established songwriters, as well as up and coming ones. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is ZB Savoy. Welcome, ZB. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. We met a couple of a uh, couple of months ago, I believe, back at a gig of yours. So thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Uh, what, what was your first introduction to music, and how old were you at the time? Uh, you know, listening to music, I think, you, you know, early high school. Uh, my, I had an older sister named Amy who was really into, you know, like Jane's Addiction and Fugazi and kind of rock punk indie kind uh -huh. of stuff. Uh, so I used to listen to a lot of that, but I, I really didn't start playing anything until um, kind of like late in high school, getting into college years or, you know, I uh -huh. sort of went to college, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really start playing a lot until my until my uh, very late teens, like, you know, 18, 19, and really did it as I just like I've always been very attracted to songwriting. And so playing for me was really just a mechanism to be able to like write songs and have something you know that I could put the song on top of as far as playing guitar so did you did you play or or do any kind of writing when you were first starting out yeah like, yeah first starting to play? I, it's, it's funny because now I, I now I play in I you know the gig that you saw me at I was probably playing 90% covers, 95% right. covers uh, so I play so many covers now and then I play in in my that you know the band that the uh, redhead strangers the rhs doing old school country covers but uh i when i started playing i was for whatever reason I, I don't have a good explanation but i was very against the idea of like covering music and i was like i, I just want to figure out how to play guitar on my own i want to figure out how to write on my own and so it was like even from the beginning it was more of a songwriting pursuit than it was performing a, a performance pursuit oh. yeah for sure and 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 like the the instruments not you know now i play a little piano i play a little guitar but even that stuff was very secondary to just being able to write songs and i was writing i write you know i used to write for uh not as a staff writer but I, like i wrote for slam magazine i would do uh cd reviews for them and mm -hmm. show reviews like way back in the you know that was a long time ago i don't think yeah. they're around anymore but uh but yeah so i've always done a lot of writing in general and then this songwriting was just something i was always attracted to did you ever get into, I mean, cause some people started their songwriting process uh, when they were younger uh, with, with poetry and stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, uh, I have written plenty of really bad poetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. My, my, my dad thought that he was going to be a poet when he, was, when he was young. And, you know, him and my mom, like, moved to Greece, lived in a VW van, and he was just writing poetry. So he had some, you know, he ended up becoming an attorney, which that's yeah. <laughs> where the uh, the poet goes to die. Right. But uh, but he still, and I'll, one of the tunes I'll end up playing is a, is a, he would just, he still always had these kind of, like, thoughts, you know, those little nuggets of a song, and he would send those to me, and so some of those I would make into, into songs, and some of them I, I wouldn't. And, you know, but yeah, so I did write, I did write some poetry in high school, uh, a little bit in college, but, but yeah, not a, not a, not, not a anything great. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. Huh? <laughs> Nothing to write home about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyone else in your family uh, playing an instrument or write? Um, I don't know. We all played, I got, uh, 
couple sisters and a brother, and we all played like piano when we were young. Um, but no one really pursues music. Um, you know, we, yeah, we weren't like a real musical household. But write, everyone writes, I, I would say. Like in, in school, everyone wrote well. And um, yeah, there's like, I don't know. There's a thing with delivering good speeches, which I think is part of uh, being a good writer. And I think that's a thing that has kind of uh, made its way through my family is people give good speeches and well-written thoughts. Well, your father's a lawyer. Yeah, that's, so. <laughs> that's the deal. There's, there's that. <laughs> um, how, how did your, uh, your, your parents, your family feel about you getting into the music biz? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I, when I really got into the like music biz, uh, per se, it was as an engineer. So I, I, um, went to school after kind of floundering around and, uh, not going to school for many years. Um, I was playing with a band. We went in to record at a spot down kind of in Mira Mesa. And I just, I had no insight into what studios were or what the recording process was at the mm -hmm. time. And I was just blown away by the fact that there was a guy who was getting paid to record us. And, and, you know, we were young, we were like 19 or whatever. And, uh, he's, he's given suggestions and, and I was like, man, that, that would be a cool job if you can make any money doing it. And, uh, so I ended up, uh, Southwestern college down in Chula Vista had like a little recording program and, mm -hmm. a, and a great, uh, professor named Stephen McPeak, um, who was awesome and really encouraged everybody to like get in, use the studio. They had a little studio space and, um, so anyway, I, I picked up what I could there and then, then went up to the Bay area and, and did a little, um, school up there, just learning the basics and yeah, ended up moving to LA and that was like my actual like pursuit of being in the industry. And yeah, I spent 10 years there like engineering and some, some producing, some writing for, for other bands and, um, yeah, it was it was great, and they, they, my family loved it. Like it was something very different than what everyone else was doing, you know. So you know, they were all in real schools, getting real education, real schools, <laughs> yeah. Uh, real jobs. Yeah, real jobs. Yeah. So I, th I think I think everyone uh, enjoyed that for the most part. I don't know. I, sh I guess I should ask them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, when you were in, were in L.A. Um, again, I. I I had actually read that you you were a writer, engineer, producer. You worked with the likes of the Black Eyed Peas and mm -hmm. Tim McGraw. Yep. What, yeah, yeah. what was it like working for those guys? And what did you do for them? Was that engineering for them? Yeah, that was mostly like all the big name stuff was engineering stuff. Um, so I, I worked at the record plant, which is where I had met uh, Mike Butler's the guitar player for RHS. And so that's where I met him like 25 years ago. Um, he was like the top dog and I was the like runner at the record plant, which that was my first job in LA and it was a huge studio. Um, but I ended up leaving there and going over to, to actually be able to engineer um, at a place called Glenwood Place. And the Black Eyed Peas were in and Will Will was working on all the Elefunk stuff. So it was a lot of um, collaborations with other artists. And so 311 was one, and I think definitely Nick Hexum was in, but 311 came in and was working on one of those tracks. Um, and they ended up picking me up because they were building their own studio. And Ron St. Germain is this wonderful producer out of New York, and he was doing some of the production with 311 and kind of working with Will. 
Um, but so then I went and worked with them for a while. But it was great. I mean, Will, all those guys are great. All, all those guys who are kind of at the top of their game and who are really, really good at what they do, uh, the majority of them, I just think, are really talented mm -hmm. folk. You see, obviously, there's, <laughs> there's some guys who are off in La La Land, but... Really, the majority of the guys that I worked with who, who truly had the, the talent, like there's a sort of a confidence that exists within them where they don't need to be overly, uh, you know, they don't need to prove stuff because they're, I think, like I think about um, Pharrell, like who was doing a lot of work at, at Record Plant, like such a talented guy and he was doing Neptune stuff at the time, but he, that's like the one of the nicest guys you've ever met. But he was also like one of the biggest producers at the time. And like it's, I, I just I really like it when people are are talented and feel good about their talent and don't have to constantly be proving stuff to everybody by whatever. Down it to is. earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Big time and down to earth. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. So um, now you're from San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, in Point Loma. So when uh, when did you move back? Uh, San Diego from L.A.? Oh, probably uh, early aughts. Is that still a term? Do they still yeah. say the aughts? <laughs> I had to uh, think about that for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, early, like in the in the early thousands, maybe 2000, and, maybe a little later than that, maybe 2008, something like that, 2009. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to get back down. I missed surfing. I was sick of being in a studio. No offense, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a, it can be a very un, unhealthy lifestyle if you're working seven days a week and you're never working an eight-hour day. It's a 15-hour day or 18-hour right. day or any of those things. So You're going to play three original songs for us today. What's the first one? Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. This is a half-stoned, half-drunk. Um, I think that's the title. I only have. I've, I've just been writing so much, so I have all these new songs. So, uh, this was a tune that um, I was, you know, my wife works overnight. She's a nurse. And she, she was out working, and I had just been kind of drinking tequila. And I just had, you know, these song ideas just pop into your head occasionally. And uh, so it was just half stoned, half drunk, but all the way in love. And so I wrote it up on our, we got like a whiteboard on our fridge. I wrote it up on the whiteboard, and it sat there for, I don't know, probably three months or something like that. And I just never really thought of it. And then, you know, just some evening, it just sort of popped in like what that melody was. And I think I wrote that song, you know, that night, uh, just kind of flowed out. So yeah, it's, right. it's one of my favorite new ones. Well, I don't know the first day that we met. I only know the feeling that I get. When I think about you now I still don't know how How I did it before you You know that I adore you And that's all that I know now So when I walk I might be holding on the wall And if I look I'm half asleep I'm probably waiting on your call that smile on my face is just because I'm half stoned, half drunk, but I'm all the way in love. If you lose me in the night, I won't be gone. Longer than the time it takes to know I can't go on without you here. Oh, that's my greatest fear. 
lose you in the morning without even a warning that you're gone and I'm still here. So when I walk, I might be holding up the wall. If I look, I'm half asleep. I'm probably waiting on your call. That smile on my face is just because I'm half stoned, half drunk. I'm all the way in love. I'm half stoned, half drunk, but I'm all the way in love. So you say you just recently wrote that one? Yeah, that's a that's a new one. That's a uh, so not I've, available anywhere yet. Not available anywhere yet. Yeah, that one will that one will uh, hopefully be out. Um, uh, you know, hope to record it in the next uh, month or so and get it out by beginning of next year. Yeah. All right, now you mentioned that uh, you uh, you play with the the band, the Redheaded Strangers. Uh, that's your band. You did you form that one? We, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, we so I've known all those guys for a really long time. Mike and I go back. Uh, Mike Butler, um, who's a great engineer and producer in town, uh, he goes. He and I go back to the rec plant days. Uh, and then Matt Lenat's the drummer, um, and he drums for White Buffalo. And I've known Matt now also maybe twenty five years, like um, high schoolish, maybe a little after high school, really. Um, but yeah, they those guys had, and then Patrick McClory's the the bass player, um, who's also amazing. Those guys had all kind of played on projects together, and then I've been trying to um, kind of get this Willie thing. I just thought it'd be fun to do some Willie Nelson uh, tunes, you know. So I have a friend who's a pedal steel player uh, named named Doc, and uh, so we had kind of started playing some Willie tunes. And then I I ran into Mike at one of my had a couple shops downtown. Uh, making menswear uh, and accessories and uh, I ran into Mike at one of those shops and was like man I got this idea to do a, a willy thing and uh and uh he was all in was you know I was talking to Matt separately and Matt and Mike were already talking so it all just kind of organically sort of and they were both saying oh we got to have Patrick play play basses is the perfect thing so uh yeah it was it was great uh it just kind of all organically uh fell together yeah kind of fell together and when was that when did the band form gosh I'm so bad at questions like that uh I think I want to say I mean especially the pandemic makes things so hard to like track but we were we were doing stuff kind of right before the pandemic because we had we had a little we hadn't been playing that long but we had a little tour like a mini mini tour but we were booked to go play pappy and harriet's and um and timbler's brewing up in bakersfield and we had somewhere in la um harbor and stone we had we had a couple great shows booked that we were super excited about and i think the the pappy and harriet's gig was going to be on march 28th of 2020 and I think March 24th of 2020 was when the world just totally shut, shut yeah, down, or at least right. America shut down. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess right before the pandemic, I guess it's been two or three years that we've been playing. And and uh, so, so again, I, I guess you mentioned that you wanted to play Willie stuff, so you're a big fan of Willie Nelson then? I yeah. Mean, the, the name of the band named after an album of his. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah exactly. So we did. We started with, with Willie stuff, and then we kind of were like, oh, we should do some other um, old school country stuff. So we, we kind of, when we go play now, we do, uh, I should put a, a clarifier in there too. 
so much of what Willie does is covers of old school country songs. Like mm-hmm. he, he covers so much stuff, like even though he's such an amazing writer. So we cover stuff that Willie does, which is oftentimes a cover of a Lefty Frizzell song or, you know, whatever it may be. So, but we do about, we do about an hour of, of, of stuff that Willie plays and then we do an hour of just, you know, Johnny Cash and Merle and everybody. Um, and then we do another hour of kind of, of Willie tunes. Is, that's kind of our, our general operating. And then we did just put out an original record um, that you can get on Spotify, uh, the band. Um, the RHS is what it's listed on Spotify as. Um, and it's called, the record's called Reverend. And uh, it's like a country concept album, which is a little bit of a throw to, you know, The Redhead to Stranger. It was, a, you know, Willie's kind of breakout uh, record. And it was a bit of a concept album uh, of his. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that the the Reverend albums, it it turned out great. It's I mean, it's a really fun record. Those guys, uh, you know, Patrick, Mike, and and Matt all are just next level players. I mean, they're all phenomenal. Um, and yeah, we went in and you know we're doing one take, two take, just kind of kind of I I wrote all the stuff in a week or two and would bring the songs in and uh, those guys would. Be like, okay, let's just try and go cut it and see what happens, and Knock it, would, it out. It would just happen, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And that that album, when did that come out? Uh, it just came out. I mean, last uh, last couple months, oh, okay. um, and uh, yeah, maybe three months ago, something like that. We haven't. We, we're hoping to do an actual release party. We just kind of got sidetracked. I had a second kid, and uh, you know that'll take up some of your time. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and do a record release party. Uh, coming up here uh you know maybe beginning of the year something like that just to just to make it all official you know now are you the uh the sole songwriter in the band no, well so that record mike's mike had a an old tune that um it worked well for the for the record um just like fit nicely into the storyline so he's got one of the tunes and he he had written a sort of an instrumental piece um just kind of a chord progression so he's he's got a couple songs on there too and then the rest of it i i kind of i kind of you know wrote, wrote, wrote out yeah yeah exactly. do you ever write with anybody else um yeah yeah i do i, I mean i have in the past um i used to write it's funny when i was in la i i got a buddy named anthony kilhoffer who does a lot of hip-hop stuff and so we used to do a lot of writing together um mostly for like young hip-hop art mostly female young hip-hop artists <laughs> which is uh, uh, sort of a far cry from what I'm doing now, but it was, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And it's like I, you know, like I said, like I enjoy the writing process so much that it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like writing anything. Like I just think it's fun to try and make. It's fun to use words. It's fun to make them uh, relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to try and tell a story, like all that stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I used to do a lot more writing. I think uh, collaborations in. Uh, in LA, and I should do a lot more of it n- now. You know, I should I should do it, but uh, I just you know you get caught up doing stuff. It's right. much easier to sit down by yourself and and write something out than it is to set up the time. You know, working with somebody else, collaborating with somebody, there's a lot more involved. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So. But you get a lot more out of it, I, or you exactly. can get a lot more out of it. You right. Know? Um, right. Yeah, I, I I I love doing it. I just I haven't been doing a lot of it. So, are you listening to Music Makers, San Diego? I'm talking with ZB Savoy today. What's the next song you're going to play for us? Um, we're going to do a, a song called, uh, Dimes and Nickels. So this was, this was one of the, 
little tidbits that my my dad before he passed away about uh, five or six six years ago probably now gosh more than that um, but uh, he used to send me these little snippets of song ideas you know post his uh, mm-hmm. post his poetry phase <laughs> but he would just write a, a text message and have a line of a song or leave it on a piece of paper somewhere that just said hey I, this is a song idea maybe you can use it and so he he sent me a text for this one that was uh, it said um, that that rainy day came yesterday or that rainy day came too soon. One of those. <laughs> See if you can do something with that. <laughs> and I was like, and this is why he 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 uh, had prostate cancer is what he what he died from. But um, this was kind of while he was sick and he was really reflecting on you know you, you save stuff for a rainy day and it's like when does that rainy day come? Um, so yeah, not to not to bring the vibe down, but. Uh, but well, it's pretty cool though that, that your father would do that. Oh you yeah, know, he would send you those. It was great. Little ideas. It was great, and now I have you know this song exists in you know as long as it exists, and uh, his, yeah, his, it's a great thing. His memory lives on in the song. That's that's right. So uh, uh, yeah, so this is dimes and nickels. I've been saving all my nickels in my dimes to keep for that day that just might come along. And find me here in need I hope that I might live my life And never see the day I'd had to use him Dimes and nickels That day came yesterday And oh that rainy day Came sooner than I thought My whole life ahead of me Well now today's about all I've got Let's take some photographs And kiss the ones we can that rainy day came yesterday I've been gathering up my thoughts And all the things I hold dear Like I'm moving to a new place But nobody told me when And nobody told me when I'd have to go So I wait, I thought it passed me by But that day came yesterday And oh that rainy day it came sooner than I thought my whole life ahead of me well now today's about all I've got let's take some photographs kiss the ones we can that rainy day came yesterday Everything that I sign and every thought that meets my page is not a memory but a philosophy pushed aside along the way. Somehow it took this long, this clouded sky, rain upon my face to get a look at everything I know. Well, that day came yesterday. No, that rainy day came. Sooner than I thought A whole life ahead of me Well now today's about all I've got Well let's take some photographs Kiss the ones we can That rainy day came Yesterday 
That rainy day came yesterday Are you a uh, disciplined writer, or do you just write when ideas come to you? I know you said with the first song that that idea came to you one night when you were half drunk, half stoned. Right. Uh, so, um, <laughs> is that is that typically the way it works for you? Uh, I feel like, um, at least for me, I just I feel like I'm writing uh, constantly in some loose sort of way. Where um, yeah, it was funny. I was driving in a car with somebody, and they and there was just a lot going on there. Like, you know, how are you finding time to like sit down and write? And I was like, I'm writing like right now. Like if I'm in the car and I'm driving down the street, there's just stuff going in my head. And for me, at least, it's often just a matter of like catching that stuff and getting that into a place where then I can sit down and, and turn it into, you know, a structured song, you know, uh -huh. develop the... Develop the idea, but there's, I feel like for me, there's a little bit of um, just stuff's just floating around there all the time. And, you know, most of it gets forgotten. And so just being able to catch those ideas or that little phrase or that concept or whatever, that's the thing that I, I try to be disciplined about. Hey, if an idea pops into my head, try to get it down, like write it, put it in a little recorded memo, whatever it is. So that, like, for me, like, that's the discipline part is like, don't let the, don't let the stuff just float away and never be developed. Right. Get it down so you don't forget yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I read that you, uh, you write with a, a nonverbal 14-year-old who has uh, severe uh, cerebral palsy. Yes. Um, did you know this person beforehand? And, and how did this all come about? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, when, I, when I said I don't write with anybody, I write with Laird. Um, all the time uh so he's a he's a I, I know his parents i've known his parents for a while and we randomly ran into each other and laird is just one of those i i, I just came around the corner i didn't even know they'd moved to this new house but i came around the corner and the whole family was coming out and laird's in a wheelchair motorized wheelchair and he just has a one of those energies that's you're just it's infectious. He's, he has a giant smile. He's just this wonderful kid. Um, and he's very bright, very sharp, very quick. And, um, but he, he can't, uh, he can't speak. So he, the way we work together is that he's got a, um, screen where he can stare at a letter and, uh, a dial kind of goes around the letter to make sure it's the right letter. And it'll if it stay if he keeps his eye on it, it populates that letter, and, and he goes to the next letter, and it'll auto-populate a word, and then some phrases. So it, it gives him options of how to get those words out quicker. But uh, he uh, he can write full sentences. He is hilarious. Uh, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get those words out, but he's he's a great little writer. Like he he you know same as me in that he's just got all these ideas in his head, and. I call him marbles when we when we work together. It's like he's got all these marbles in his head, <laughs> and then he just tries to spill them out, and then we try to take those and kind of form them into a, a verse. You know, a, a, the, all these little marbles go into the verse, and these little marbles go into the chorus or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I've been working with him for for maybe right through the pandemic. That must have been right before pandemic. Um, but yeah, for the past two years, and we've written like yeah, we've written like sixty songs, and wow. they're all great. You know, he's he's a, he's just a great writer. So I try and help him with 
structure more than anything. And he's, mm -hmm. he's got a lot of ideas um, and concepts for song, like just great stuff, really for a 14 year old, like way beyond his ears. That's so it'll be, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what, um, what Laird does in the next five or 10 years. And that's gotta be uh, gratifying. Oh, it's one, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, and he's just, he's such a good kid. Like just one of those energies where you're, you walk away feeling better and the band. So the, the, the RHS guys, we went and cut a few of his tracks. So if you, that is on Spotify. If you go to Spotify and look up Laird Murphy, um, the guys came in and we did a, a day in the studio and it was, all of us walked away being like, that was so wonderful. Like nice. it's just absolutely wonderful. So, uh, yeah, he's, great. he's a special guy. Uh, tell us about the third song you're going to play for us. Uh, this, what is the third song I was thinking about doing? Oh yeah, I, I was going to do um, this uh, this song called The Perfect Song, which is kind of like a meta, I don't know, a song about writing a song, I guess, in oh. a way. There's a little bit of that going on recently for me, which you, you can't do that too many times. But uh, but this, this seemed like a good one. To, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's called The Perfect Song, so it goes like this. Uh, I can't seem to find that rhythm I can't hear that melody The one that let me write the song That would bring you back to me If I could be forgiven Oh, you know it'd have to be By singing every word You said you need to hear from me So if I wrote the perfect song And sang it to you in the rain would that be enough to drown out all our trouble and our pain? And if I hit all the highs and lows, sang it all real nice and slow, if my words had meaning, if they rhymed the right way, would you told me it was all okay? Well, I'd throw the whole damn song away, honey. You're the only sound I want to know. The chords I play don't seem to be the right ones for this song Well, sometimes words come easy, but these don't seem to come at all All I do is sit here drinking, thinking how it all went wrong With the page just as empty as my heart since you've been gone So if I wrote the perfect song, sang it to you in the rain would that be enough to drown out all our trouble and our pain? And if I hit all the highs and lows, sang it all real nice and slow, if my words had meaning and if they rhymed in the right way, if you told me it was all okay, well, I'd throw the whole damn song away, honey. You're the only sound I want to know. Well, you're my... Tennessee whiskey, you're my blue eyes in the rain. My honky tonk angel, I can't stop loving you today. And though you're always on my mind, I can't find the words to say. Well, you're the only sound I want to know. So if I wrote the perfect song and sang it to you in the rain, would that be enough? Drowned out all our trouble and our pain And if I hit all the highs and lows Sang it all real nice and slow If my 
Words had meaning And if they rhymed the right way If you told me it was all okay Well I'd throw the whole damn song away honey. You're the only sound I want to know Yeah honey you're the only sound I want to know So what's in store for ZB in the future? Any new music coming up? New music for sure. Yeah, I'd like to get um, a bunch of this, uh, a bunch of this stuff uh, recorded. You know, in the next in the next couple months. Um, yeah, there's so much. There's just so many songs that uh, we're gonna try and do something with Laird. Uh, I hate to not play one of the Laird songs too, but um, there's stuff out on Spotify to to listen to. But I think we're gonna try and go in and cut a, a couple more tracks with with Laird. Um, and uh but yeah i'd like to i'd like to have i've got a another album totally written i kind of have two albums written right now so at least one of those um i'd like to i'd like to get uh get down and yeah i think by by the summer or uh earlier start getting songs out out and on spotify would that be with redhead strangers or solo stuff that'd probably be solo stuff um and then yeah the with the the redhead stranger stuff we've got a record up um right now and we we continue to play um live around town um yeah we got a couple we're out at the riviera supper club every third saturday and out at the uh grand Ole barbecue every third sunday and and a bunch of other i think we're down at um yeah the I don't know if we're at Humphrey. You know, yeah, we're kind of playing the whole the circuit around San Diego, so you, you can catch us um, all over town there. And where can people find out about those shows? Uh, they can go to uh, the the RHS official um, is the Instagram handle, the RHS underscore official, um, or the RHS uh, official website, um, which is the RHS dash official dot com. Um, that's got our that's got our uh, schedule. Um, and yeah, I think that's, uh, that's and links the best to way. music there. Links to music. Yeah. Some video, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then my, and then the ZB Savoy Instagram is just at ZB Savoy. And that's kind of got my personal schedule and stuff I've got coming out. So yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. ZB, thanks for being on the show today. Gary, thanks for having me, man. Uh, been a pleasure having you as a guest. Great seeing you again. I look forward to seeing you again out and about sometime soon. You know it. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music, from solo artists to duos and songwriting band members, established songwriters, as well as up-and-coming ones. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one. <laughs>